0: everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Chat. My goodness, we have a whole huge list of hot topics tonight. But before we get into everything, we wanted to give our love and extend our condolences to the one and only Emmy-nominated actress and one of the stars of ABC's General Hospital, Ida McCoy. Eden is a friend to the show, she is our most interviewed guest, and we absolutely adore her. Sadly, Eden revealed on Instagram that she is going through the loss of her mother. We are thinking of her, we hold her so very close, and Eden, we are praying for you, we are thinking of you, and if there's anything we can do for you through this difficult time, just let us know. Without further ado, I also have some people on this panel with me tonight. We have Alan, Rodrigo, Tiggs, and returning special guest co-host, Candace Mack. Candace, how are you?
1: I am great. How are you guys? Um, I also like to also, like you said, offer my condolences to Eden, her mom. I've met her mom uh, two times. Sweetest person sweetest and so proud of her daughter. Um, she's been in, in Twitter spaces. I think we still call it Twitter. I'm not too sure. But she's, she was a delight and it, it broke my heart to to see that post. So, love you, Eden. Hugs, hugs.
2: Very much so. And, Kiggs, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. And, yes,
3: Eden, Peanut, sending you warmth and light and love and Comfort during this time. Me and Candace are a part of that club. It's a club nobody wants to be a part of. But just know we love you. We support you. We hold you up.
2: It gets better. It gets better. Trust me. And then, Alan,
0: how are you today? I'm
4: okay. And Eden, we love you. It's so unfair that you only had 20 years of your mother. I just, it's really sad. We love you, Aiden.
0: And then, Rodrigo, how are you?
5: I'm good. Um, I echo everyone here on the podcast. My heart, prayers go out to Eden and her family during this time. I can't imagine what she's going through right now at this moment, but As a friend of the show, we have your back and just know we're thinking of you and
0: I'm personally praying for you and your family during this very difficult time. Amen. I think all of my co-hosts have definitely said it best. Well, let's get into a giant list of hot topics tonight. Like I said, there is so much to discuss because a lot happened on our soaps this past week, and a lot happened with the actor strike. So let's begin with General Hospital. We haven't talked about GH in a while, but a big event happened. So Anna thought somebody was breaking into her current residence, and she drew her gun, and in what she believed was self-defense, discharged her weapon. But as it turns out, in a shocking, very soapy twist of story, anna shot charlotte so this is i mean this is wow i did not expect this twist coming i love the twist uh finola hughes my god that is emmy right there for all of you who saw her performance on yesterday's episode uh so rodrigo let's start with you what did you think of anna shooting charlotte
5: man i didn't have that on my bingo card this year for this to go this route of Anna shooting Charlotte. First of all, baby, what the fuck was Charlotte doing in that house in the first place? I was like, girl, the way... Let me go back. We're not giving... Finola Hughes, of course, phenomenal, amazing, her acting, the fallout of her shooting Charlotte. She has cemented her Best Actress Emmy next year, like that's she has she's putting the work in in the storylines, and I love that. But little Scarlett Fernandez, I she is not getting as much do as she has she should be getting because the way she is playing Charlotte, the looks, the way she is looking, and the way you know what Charlotte is thinking, she is brainwashed through Victor's letter somehow. You know the cast lines have, you know, they're they're oogie boogie. So she is brainwashed and she thinks that through Victor's letter that Victor is saying that Anna is the enemy and she's very protective of her father. And I love the angle of her seeing Kevin and Kevin, and I like that little scene with John Lindstrom just giving his notes on Charlotte. It was dead on about her, how protective she is of Valentin and they've played this angle, excuse me, of them throughout the the years um, with Charlotte and Valentin and and it's remained true. And it it was just a matter of time before Charlotte just snapped. And I love how this story is playing now. The only thing I don't know is now they've revealed she burned the house down and Now, does she have – does she want to have Anna shot too? Because I don't know if they're going to go that far into it because we don't know that part of the story yet. But I am very interested to know where it's going. But kudos to G8. Like, this is how you do November sweeps, and it's early, and there's going to be a lot of fallout, Vanna. What's going to happen with them? Are they going to remain together, Valentin? Keeping that from Anna was a dumb move. That's the part of the story I didn't understand is Valentin keeping it. And now you get Nina involved, you get Laura involved in this, and now they knew about it, and that's gonna be a fallout from that. It's very soapy. It's a soapy storyline. That's all you want in a soap opera these days is to just remain soapy to its core. And this is gonna affect a lot of characters. And I'm loving it. I, I kudos whoever wrote this, like I I kudos to you. Like I'm I'm enjoying it.
0: And then Rodrigo, before we go to Alan, what did you also think of like Sunny coming down to Anna's level and talking about when he shot Dante? Oh uh, How- well. That part of it, I was like, mm, that was a stretch. <laughs> I
5: mean, there's I, I like history being brought up, but it has to make sense. And like maybe Sonny could have kept your mouth shut on that one. Especially Because um, like, <laughs> like, you know, you could have just listened to Anna, what she was going through, and like you have to bring that up. Uh, but at the same time, I Maurice Bernard and Vanola used they have this great chemistry and I'm not thinking, I'm not talking about them getting together, which I don't know, I know fans are like, oh my God, they're gonna put Sonny in together. No, I don't think they're going that route. But I feel like they're great scene partners together. Like they are, they act their asses off. They know their characters very well. They know what they should be thinking and they go into the moment and I enjoy, when they're together. And I know people are like, oh, she should have said that to Felicia. Okay, yeah, she could have, but she didn't. But they've established Sunny and Anna's relationship. This is nothing new. This doesn't is, this is come out of the blue. Um, they've shared things and, and they've had intimate scenes like this before of friendship and understanding and talking to each other. So I'll allow this. Like I, I didn't mind it
0: at all. And then, Alan, what did you think of Anna shooting Charlotte and also how Nina and Valentine kind of got close again because of the situation?
4: I loved it. Kudos to whoever wrote it. Probably Gary Cobb or something like that. that, Because I don't think Chris and Danny would have done this. They would have done something very boring. Very anticlimactic. So, they're going to be back soon. Probably in like a month. But anyway... Fenolia is probably going to get nominated for an Emmy for this storyline. I think that she, either her Sharon Case or Anka Doelle, will win that Emmy. I'm leaning towards Fenola winning it right now with this storyline, though. It could go either way, though. And what was the other question? Oh, being and Valentine. Mm, maybe they could position them back together because Cynthia Waters does work with him, but they need to play her out more stunning before they put them back together.
0: Well, do you think that um, they were hoping this would lead to a romantic reunion? Or do you think they're just doing this part of the story because it is Charlotte and that is what brings them together?
4: The latter, because I don't think they're planning on bringing her back with Valentine right now. But she's just very sunny. It's too long, too soon to explode like that.
0: And then, Candice, what were your thoughts on all that went down and Anna beating herself up for getting rid of the bodyguard?
1: Let me tell you something. General Hospital and me, we've had issues. <laughs> I think everybody knows that we've had issues for a couple of years now because of the storytelling, the way things don't, never adds up. However, this took me by surprise. I knew something was going to happen. I kept saying, okay, something's going to happen with Anna that's going to put a dent into the relationship of Anna and Valentine. Because for a while, they've been playing it safe. Yes, Valentine, I'm sorry, Boo. This all falls on you. At the end of the day, this falls on you. Sha, Sha, my girl. Sometimes she get on my nerves, but I love my Sha, Sha. I'm like, oh, something, something's not right. Something's not. I, d- I just feel it in my heart. When she got shot, I gasped. I, I, I and I haven't gasped in a while. I was like, <gasps> I was like, no, Anna. I was like, no. I said, oh, I hope that baby don't die. That's the first thing I said. Cause if she dies, that's it for Anna. That's it for Anna and Valentine. That's it for Anna. I'm so intrigued even though General Hospital um I'm not going to forget that the person who set the fire was actually a man too cuz I saw those shoes. But we're going to we're going to we're going to let that go. But this is really good. This is a solid story. This is actually this is the umbrella storyline. Cuz it's grouping Sonny and Nina, Nina and Valentin. This you know what, General Hospital, whoever you are that is writing this, Watch we'll to be on um, Bob Guza. Whoever is writing this, kudos, baby, kudos. This is the General Hospital. This is the November of General Hospital that I remember, where I'm on my edge of my seat and I can't believe what's happening, and I don't know where it goes. As far as Sunny talking to Anna about Dante, I get, I, I get what I, I kind of get what they were trying to do, is that. Shoot obviously shootings have consequences. But I just I'm 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 in I'm in rest, I'm in, invested in this. I'm invested. G H don't mess this up. And by the way, if this isn't a clear sign to bring Lulu back, I don't know what else to tell you. So good job, GH.
0: So Tiggs, Candace brings up a good point. Um but what do you think of Anna shooting Charlotte? And then what do you think of the Lulu angle that could be played? Uh-oh.
3: I think it was a nice twist. Uh, I was shocked when I learned of it. And I, I looked at a, a clip of Fanola. And, you know, there's a reason why. She was the first motherfucker to take home the lead actress Emmy for that goddamn show. Um it, It's great, great angst for her and Valentine. Yes, he was wrong. You knew shit wasn't right with Charlotte. And you should have told her. You should have told her. And then she wouldn't have been so on edge. She's thinking like, like she's been up against so many psychopaths in her lifetime. Why would you just tell her like, okay, my, my 15-year-old daughter, she, she she tripping a little bit. Like, that's all he had to say. And the whole Sonny thing, I don't really mind him talking to her. Like, I begrudgingly accepted a friendship with them because for years, Anna was cordial to Sonny. She's like, look, he was there for my daughter when I wasn't. That's all you get. Because that's that's Robert with him. He was there for my daughter when I wasn't. That's all you get. But um, instead of the Dante thing, he could have brought it up when he shot Lorenzo 20 years ago when Carly was going into labor with Morgan and had Morgan and he the bullet went through Lorenzo and shot her ass in the head. He could have brought that up. That was an accidental shooting that he felt terrible about. You only felt terrible about shooting Dante, motherfucker, because that was your son. But you meant to shoot him. You didn't mean for Carly to get shot. You should have brought that shit up. That would have made more sense. The Lulu angle, of course. Lulu needs to be back. Call up Julie Marie Berman. Give her first refusal. If she don't want to come back, damn it, get somebody else. There are plenty of actors. Find somebody that around my age. Because like all the Lord's children don't need to be in a fucking forest. And whatever Nicholas they find,
2: he better not be fifty-seven. Like they keep aging up with these characters every time they fucking recast. When and
3: Jeannie Francis is just like, "Look, damn, when the fuck did I have him eighth grade?"
2: But yeah, um, I like the twist. I'm intrigued. I may go back. Maybe.
3: And Glenn said, it. I just, I'm like Alan. Like Chris and Dan coming back. And I'm just like, fuck up with Chris and Dan. Charlotte and Anna are going to be uh doing tea for two for the
2: nurses' ball in six months. Could it just sucked that fucking bad as wires. But we'll see. Because
3: Chris and Dan are also, they're not the best at coming up with their own shit, but they are, they're kind of like Gene and Shell they can kind of work well off what the last motherfucker wrote. But once that plays out and it comes up to them coming up with their own shit, they're all done.
0: Well, I mean, hell, when they get a hold of all of these stories, like if they get a hold of this story when they come back, it's not going to be done until two years from now. Like, I hate that shit with them. Like, yeah.
3: It, 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 the whole Ryan, story out, but if you boom, you drag the, the whole story out, Ryan you
2: lose it, yeah. you pick it up. Like,
0: the whole Ryan Chamberlain stuff, like Haley Aaron went through three jobs before that shit wrapped up earlier this year. Like, it's so ridiculous.
3: Yeah, they drag stories too long. There's too many starts and stops. that so they drop something and they pick it back up. And there's and they too they many. many back up. Yeah, yeah. Because when they pick it back up, it's something totally different. And it's just it's too y'all. Both of you are incompetent. Both of you. And my like, whole thing is like, Frank, you have you worked with Ron. You know what a competent head writer is. Why are you why why are we stuck with Beavis and Butthead? Why? It makes a, no sense to me.
5: A good example of that is when TJ remembered that Mr. Clean, bald head man, what's his name? Uh, Mason had kidnapped him. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. That happened like what, a year and a half ago? Like, it was so long ago, I was like, oh,
0: Rodrigo, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even know that happened. Oh,
5: oh, talking,
0: wait, wait, wait. Mason was the one that kidnapped TJ when Molly
1: slept with um the boy. Yep, with yeah, Brando. Yep. yep,
5: Brando. That yep. was so long that, ago. That was like,
1: like two years. That was like two, almost two, three years ago, and they tied it all the, the way
5: pandemic, back. That's during the pandemic around that time. I was yeah. like, why y'all oh, go all the way Wait, because hell,
3: Brand- Brando been dead a year. This just <laughs> now coming out.
5: I was like, that's that's the shit I'm talking. about. I was like, why? It was good stuff. Taj Bella really did a good job, like with the aftermath of that. But I was like, damn, I had forgot about that. But <laughs> sure, I mean, I mean, good. I mean, I guess. But like, are they gonna kill, kill this Mason off? Like, I don't want to see him no more. Like, get him off my screen. Like, like enough of him. No. Wait, cause did they
3: did they find out who the fuck Piper was?
5: No, they still haven't now Michael talked to somebody at the wedding ceremony. remember he talked to somebody on the phone about who the person was that uh f c c snitch, but he might be somebody that Michael goes to for information, but they show the back of this person's head, and it was kind of shaped like Ted King's. I'm just saying, um uh, so like it might be tied to the I don't know, you know the show be slow. And, and, and how the fuck did Cyrus get out? Medical. He had a medical clearance. Because, um, what's his name? Um, Todd Manning, like, um, what's his name? Um, Austin. Austin. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Austin um, testified on his behalf in order to, like, save Ava from Mason. Because Mason had kidnapped her. So in order to get her free, he testified on his behalf for the board, the parole board, to get him out on the medical clearance. Okay. And he wasn't feeling well. Yeah, it was convoluted. It's and Jeff Colbert is on this show every other day, um, confronting people about forgiveness and and trying to get a job at Kelly's. And
2: <laughs> they, they, they need
5: to. They,
3: that's the problem. That yes. Jeff Colbert is a great actor. He deserved that Emmy. Every poll is a good actress, but so what? So the fuck what? Yeah. If, if, well, you need to... If you want to keep on a good actor or a good actress and the character is terrible, learn from Bill Bale. Yeah,
2: because, no, the way, because
3: the convoluted ways they... they the, the hoops they've jumped through to keep Esme and, and Cyrus mm. Brown is, is ridiculous. <laughs> if, you, if you want to keep characters around you do it how Bill Bell did with Michael Ball. Yes, I hate the fucking character. Always have, always will. But he found the he did it the right way of keeping that character around and making him vile. He did the same thing with Phyllis. And they mm-hmm. have not done anything with either of these characters. You can't just rely on the fact that they're played by good actors they're good actors. But well, Esme, they, no they ain't more with the Esme
0: they could totally go the Phyllis route with Esme. That would be so easy to do. And then you set your Spencer and your Trina up to be like the Danny and Cricket to her Phyllis. Like it's would be a
1: little too, it's little too late. late. It's too late. they're
0: it's not, late.
5: not setting up that way. And they have their chance. They have their. Yeah, band. it's too late now. It's, it's too late. It's time for Esme to get her memory and Go so crazy and Trina kill that bitch. She's had her for a year for and a half. Now Laura's talking about she loved this girl. And and yeah,
0: Laura's her. saying she loved her. She, I'm
5: like, no, don't, no, that's not where. Kevin, the route they should have gone was Kevin should. Kevin's her uncle. Why don't you have Kevin in this, being protective of her because he could not save Ryan, so he wants to save the daughter. And right. Conflict with Laura and Spencer, and that's how you could have put. You could keep them in character, and have them still be like, you know. Side eye and Esme, just because she has amnesia don't mean it absolves her from the shit she done. Like the it,
1: the and
5: message thing. Sending, the message they're sending with this storyline is very problematic. And it's it like I know why the fans are mad. They are upset, and they are very vocal about it, and they're going to let you know about it, Frank. And they're like, and the writers, whoever's in charge over that ABC, daytime, whatnot, they are tagging you, and they are letting you know that this is not acceptable, that you are letting this girl get away with doing this to Trina and not letting Trina have a point of view and letting Spencer have baby rabies with this little boy. And, like, Laura is propping this girl up when uh, just a year ago, Laura's going to testify against this girl that she was a psychopath, and now she is talking about she is family and all this shit. And I'm like, no, that is not the route you're supposed to go with this character. You don't know what you're doing. You've done, you've you've done, you've held us hostage with this amnesia shit for a year and a year and some change now. Yeah, and it's not going anywhere. And it's like, stop. Like you need to regroup. You can still save this. You, I think you can still save this. In my opinion. It, it, like I, you know, second guy said maybe you can't, but I, you can if you you stop. And you're like, okay, let's reveal that Esme has been faking this this whole time. Let's cut mm-hmm. that bullshit and like just reveal that and do some flashbacks, do some fake flashbacks, like you always do in daytime, and then you you say that you see that she was planning this shit all along, and she's been, you know, and then like. Then you have them find out about her. You have the climatic, the climatic conclusion, where Trina and her have their final fight or something, and you throw her off a cliff, and you say she's presumed dead, and we get rid of that character, and then that's it. Oh, like, let's
0: then, not do a presumed death, though. I, if she gets tossed off of something again, then I would rather have it be the final like you well, gone. We even, well, you well, we wanted even, to keep
4: her around her Ace, just flat possibility. When he like he's like around like fifteen,
0: you bring her back. Honestly, Alan, ain't nobody want that baby anymore either. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I
1: want honest. that. I want that baby because that baby can't drive
0: off. If they drive off like Star Manning and Hope and Goldthorn Thorn, no, don't do that. Hey, hey,
3: hey, well, well A. no, Casey, like Casey, that's the next generation of Cassidy. We don't want that because we damn for sure don't want Spencer to have no kids no time soon. So Ace is just fine. Leave him be. Ace and is Ace the,
5: the place. The mm-hmm. if He can go. The missing link in the storyline is Nicholas, obviously. Like that yeah. is where they need to, if they're not going to have Adam Huss come back and finish up the <laughs> storyline, they need to get someone else with this role. Like and,
3: I said, that, I told them they're going to call
5: you fix the character first. You need to fix this character because this, since...
1: Care this assassination.
5: It's been going on. Since I sad to say, since Tyler was playing the the last year on that show, when Nicholas had Hayden shot, that's when you had the down the destruction of that character. Because Nicholas would never have done shims like that to a woman, like especially a woman like that. This is wrong.
3: Um, Brown did it. Um, it's his
5: fault. They've and they've every other iteration of Nicholas has been one worse thing after another. And these writers don't know what to do with him. They need to regroup. And go back to the aesthetics of Nicholas Cassadine. Go back to the tapes. Watch these films of what he used to be, and go back to that and fix this shit because it has gone haywire. And they just keep going. They're stopping and going, stopping and going. They don't know what to do with this character. It's, it's just—it's—it's it's it's never just made odd. sense. But no. like I
3: said, that's Ron's fault. Like, Valentin was initially scrapped, and they wanted the only Cassadine on canvas to be a Cassadine. So Nicholas just started doing bullshit for no reason. It never made any sense. And then 10 years later, this is what we got.
5: Yeah, and it's, they just need to fix it. Like, it's an easy fix. I don't know why they're making it so difficult. It is so Because easy.
3: Chris and Dan well, don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's why.
5: so easy to fix it.
3: They don't know what they're doing. All four of these shows are easy as shit to write. And these idiots act like they don't know what they're doing. Brad Bill included. He's the fucking worst.
0: But also, you know, like I always say, and, you know, it kind of sticks up for the writers and it kind of doesn't because it's Chris and Dan, oof. But also, you know, that extends to the executive producers who they all fancy themselves as, you know, the head writers. It's like, people think that this time on Days of Our Lives in the winter is going to be so great. Oh, we're going to have... So much fun with the strike material. Oh, Ron should be let go. No, motherfuckers. Albert Alar's Days of Our Lives is about to go into effect. Full throttle. And same goes with GH. It's like, sure, we have scab riders, but, you know, Frank is probably putting his foot down a lot more than we think. So, it's just, we gotta be careful. No, uh,
3: with Days <clears throat> See, if I was Sherry Anderson, the minute I would've saw that, I would've tweaked all that shit. Ron could kiss my ass. Oh, the show's 1 to 10 December. No, the fuck it ain't. Give me my laptop. Give me my laptop, Marsha. I would've rewrote all that bullshit. Fuck Ron. Because Sherry Anderson knows the fucking show. I already wrote all that
0: shit. That wasn't my point.
3: Anytime (laughs) I fucking shit that was out of character or stupid, change it.
0: She knows the show, but she doesn't get final say.
3: And as soon as Albert, I'm like, girl, I would,
0: like, fuck you. Final say was that teddy bear looking man. no
3: final say is Ken because shit, if anybody could get to Ken, it would have been Cher. I was going over Albert Kid every chance I got.
0: Ken like, is Ken, is doing today? Ken is, is over I? there, it's a bits spider at concert halls. Uh, Ken is hey. over there, you hey. know. It's a bitsy spider went up the water spout. Oh, yeah. Exactly. He playing that on grand pianos and shit. But anyway, speaking of days of our lives, so let's head over there. So Remington Hoffman is out as Lee, as Lee has been stabbed. Windy, Woo! Um, Looking for whoever did it. Um, in the meantime, Ron Calivari also said that it was a pleasure to write for him, but this was storyline dictated. Uh, so Candace, let's go to you. What do you think of Lee being stabbed?
1: Boo! This is a bad... Oh, God. Okay. So, I saw that article, and also, I guess he was a part of the quote-unquote budget cuts, right? Okay. The character of Lee has had its ups and downs. But in the last couple of episodes, I really felt for him, especially with the Marlena scenes. I'm so confused on this. Because I feel as though this was a character that could have been doing more than what he was doing. Like to me, he was sort of, I'm gonna be honest, he he gave me EJ Light vibes. Because I could see, I could see him being ruthless, but I also could see be him like a leading man, like a romantic leading man. Okay. When it comes to the whole who killed Lee storyline, I'm gonna say this. We knew that Camilla was wrapping up, we knew that Gabby was going to go. Everybody was like, "Oh, Gabby's going to die. Gabby's going to die," and stuff like that. I kept saying that was time. She ain't going to die." They have ruined, and when I say ruined, they ruined Gabby and stuff on for of me. And this was the icing on the cake. I Again, like I said, with Lee, he should have had more time in Salem than this. However, I do like the setup here of the storyline. But my question now is what are they gonna do with Wendy? Because they've been having a real tough time kind of figuring out, not now romantic-wise, she's with tripp. But what is what is Wendy's purpose gonna be on the show now? Because on well, Beyond Salem, which is crazy, it's the same show. She had more to do there, but on this show, she don't. So that's where I'm looking at. But Remington, baby, honey, sweetie, you brought so much to this show, in my opinion, like with the character of Lee, like I actually enjoyed you. And I hope nothing but success for you. And if you like to come on to Younger the Wrestlers is uh Kimo, you can, or the son of Kimo, you can. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then,
0: um, Alan, let's go to you. What did you think of Lee being stabbed? And then what did you also think of Rafe telling Jada and Harris that he thinks Gabby was set up, but Jada is like stopping him from trying to protect his sister?
4: Well, it was time for Lee to die. They kind of written the character into a corner and Romine wasn't very good on the show. He's very hot, but yeah, he was not in on Days of Our Lives. Well, at least he still has sisters. So he can do that. So good for him. But yeah, and as far as Rafe goes, I wish he would leave too. He can go to prison with Gabby. Fuck him. So I don't care about that.
0: Alrighty, nice. And then <laughs> Roderick... <laughs> God damn it. Um. Rodrigo, what were your thoughts on uh, Remington Hoffman's exit as Lee passes away? And then, what do you also think of Paulina naming EJ the new district attorney of Salem?
2: Um,
5: well, y'all know how I felt about Remington Hoffman. Um, <laughs> he was cute, but... <clears throat> if they had another actor in this role that was a little stronger, I would have rooted more for the lead character because it had potential. Um, he did have chemistry with Camilla Banas, but he just couldn't keep up with Camilla Banas, if that makes sense. It just wasn't, it was just, you know, sex scenes were nice, but, like, the acting was just wasn't, it was just wasn't, chilling with her, acting-wise. It's just that whole character itself. I'm sorry, I just, I just, his romance with Melinda, like that could have been something, but even that was kind of like ridiculous in like the way she like was playing him and was like, mm, this is dumb. Um, they're not really serious about writing Asian representation on this show. Um, it's, yeah. So, yeah, Lee had to go. And this is, you know, obviously this is Camilla Vannis' exit story. Um, because she said she was leaving back in, I believe, in March. She's been gone, I believe, right? Or she she taped or something. So she's been gone for quite a while. So this is kind of around the time where, you know, the six-month mark, or... Gabby goes. So Gabby's gonna probably go to jail again. Um, because you know that's what they use. Uh, either you go to Africa or you go to jail. Um, so it's either or. Um, so they're gonna go to jail route. And it's gonna be more of this Albert Larr nonsense. EJ becoming DA, more of the uh, well i like to see him away from DeMera because I ain't going to lie. That whole Demara shit, I don't, like, when they started doing the DeMera business, I was like, when did DeMeras have time for business? They were busy plotting and scheming and doing all type of dumb shit. Like, when did they have time to run a business? Okay, sure. That was a front or something. I don't know. But, like, we're still on this. Like, But I want to see EJ away from that as a DA the corrupt DA, okay, like sure, I mean, I can go along with that. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see what Dan does away from the Mariville, You know, he can interact with more characters in the station. Um, so that's kind of promising. Like maybe, eh, but you know, days. Um, like I said last podcast, it's going to be a long six to eight months. Of these stories. (laughs) Um, So I'm taking it show by like, I'm not watching it full time, full disclosure, but I will come in here and there. But I, there's just nothing on this show that just makes me want to watch five days a week. I'm sorry. I just, no. (laughs) No, baby. No, baby. <laughs>
2: Nothing was
0: there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Rodrigo, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, about Lee, and um, it's like, okay, I guess you know anybody can get a sad card. It's not hard. Um, so yeah um it's just i hate that once again i mean we're like caught in an endless loop like days of our lives i think is kind of mirroring the young and the restless right now and that we're just redoing all of our plot lines that were done better 15 to 20 years ago it's like here we go with gabby going to prison again um which is a hugely similar story to lonnie um and then here we go once again, with EJ is in a position of power for the city of Salem and he's corrupt because we already did that story. It's like everything is just on repeat, but they're not like reinventing the wheel to where it's interesting. Like, you know, we have soap tropes, right? Multiple marriages, baby switches, back from the dead. But like, I just wish writers would understand. If you're going to do those things, reinvent it. Do it another way. Flip it on its head. Um, But sadly, they kind of go on repeat. What were you going to say, Rodrigo?
5: Why are they not recasting, Gabby? I don't
0: understand if they are or if they're not. You know, Brandon said they weren't. But then we got that little casting news. So maybe that casting's another thing. Or maybe it was kind of a dummy casting to cover up another role, uh, which sometimes happens. But I just, uh, I don't get anything on the show. I just don't get it.
5: No, Days is lost. It's lost to me right now. It's, 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 this is, this is the lost years that was in the news where like all the shit was going on and like (laughs) um, it's, you're seeing it on screen, like I could, I could tell what the actors like. They're not feeling this shit at all, and as much as they're good at acting and trying to cover it up, it's from what we heard about what happened behind the scenes. Like I'm, I look at this show a different way now, and it's as if Albert Large just said, "I'm, I am getting fired, so I'm going to take this ship down with me," and. There's nothing they can do because it's gonna take a long time. The show is taped six months in advance. So I've already had my hand on this dumb shit for six months and you're gonna to have to deal with it until my replacement comes. That's what it's giving right now. And I'm just like, it's icky watching this show. It's like, I get the ick. <laughs> just like, the, I get the icks from the credits when I see Albert Lahr's wife is writing fucking episodes and her episodes never make any sense because she doesn't know anything about the history of the show. And I'm just like, okay, how much more? And she, she one of the scab writers writing all this dumb shit that's going to be coming up.
0: Shit, like, she might be. I mean, <laughs> she she a bloody scab, you know, she just all fell up and, and just, yay. I mean, like you said, Rodrigo, the next six to eight months, here we go.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: Well, Tiggs, let's go to you about Days of Our Lives as well. What do you think of Remington Hoffman exiting um, and all that's happening in the town of Salem? Uh,
3: yeah, it was time for me to go? Remington Hoffman's fine as a motherfucker. That's fine as a whatever motherfucker fine. Can't act worth shit. I'm like, did you go to one acting class? Where is Darnell Williams? Shit, cause um, mm-mm. cause like, I, cause I did like when he first joined. Cause that's because we saw him sporadically. I'm like, oh, he cute. Oh, he crushing on Gabby. Oh, that's cute. Uh, child. Then we saw a little bit, few more episodes. You like, um, yeah, this is a stupid exit story for Gabby. Rodrigo, we go, we're giving this exit story as we saw with uh, Marcy Miller, as we saw with Sal Star Wars. Alvin O'Reilly doesn't like it, he quit on it. So what he does is not recast, and then give you a terrible exit story. Now it's all making sense now. when we all run, Well, why doesn't he just recast? Well, no, because he's a little fucking fat fuck. And instead of just recasting, oh no, this is your way of getting revenge on whichever actress then quit on me. This is a stupid exit story, for forget. They could have just recast. Like, I get why Camilla Banison wanna go back on. You know, she didn't want to go back and forth between Florida and California and her boss is a fucking dick. That's why she wanna go back. Uh yeah, Lee Dying, yeah. And I'm like I'm like you, Casey. Where does Wendy go from here? Because Wendy had potential, and her and Tripp are yeah, okay. But like I said a, few, a couple of weeks ago, or about a month or so ago, Wendy and Tripp gives me that she should just get pancreatic cancer like Isabella and die in six months. Because I'm just like... Oh,
2: I, 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 not I, the I'm cancer.
3: Not, I, I'm not seeing really a point for Wendy anymore, because like I said, her and Tripp, they're okay, yeah. but they're not just smoking fucking hot. You know, it's just like... Okay, EJ being DA is fucking
2: ridiculous. It's asinine. Um, wait, wait, wait. So why isn't Melinda the DA no more? Do y'all know? Child, I don't know because it's Days of Our Lives. I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's,
0: well, but you know, probably, and that's probably why. That's probably Pauline why he.
2: That's
3: probably why she geeked up, um, Nicole to take that, uh, I mean, Sloan to take that fucking
0: baby. Well, and, you know, another thing, I guess this does make sense because Paulina is still acting mayor because of Abe's amnesia. So Paulina and Melinda don't have a good history. Um, so, I mean, Paulina even, for whatever reason, gave Rafe his job back, um, so, yeah, I guess, you know what, that does kind of make sense that Paulina would appoint a new district attorney. So I, I won't. I mean, I mean, I don't I don't blame her for that because I don't know why
3: Abe gave Melinda the job fucking back in the first place. Abe knew how trifling she was before him. I don't know why he gave her the damn job back anyway. That was stupid. But like is DA, that that doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. he could have stayed at the let EJ run that fucking company. Who the fuck cares? It's a company man. I get it. Steph wants to legitimize himself. That's why he used um Mr. Shin and all that. That I don't that's fine. I don't care. It ain't bad
2: as Wine no, R, so I don't care. But um, yeah, I just okay. I uh, like you said, Casey, there's soap tropes that you can
3: always reinvent the wheel. Like when Ron brought Will back from the dead, that was a stroke of genius. Like for being to break out the nut house and be like, I ain't killed nobody, hold on, he alive. And then it comes out that Susan took that motherfucker and started calling that motherfucker Elvis. I love that. That, that like like you said, Casey, if you're gonna do the same
2: thing for 15, 20 years ago, come from another angle. And be like, oh shit, okay.
0: Exactly. I mean, and Ron, you know, revisited a lot of soap tropes those first two years, but really came at it a different way. Like, you know, introducing long-lost children. Look how brilliant the introduction of Stefan was um with Vivian and the New Year's Eve party. Um, he kind of lost me by the time he brought Jack back from the dead, but oh well. Um, we knew that wasn't gonna last long. Um uh, but yeah, it's like just come at me from another angle, make it yeah. interesting.
3: But at least, but at least with Jack, it made sense because we had all saw that clinic in Memphis and all that stuff, so th- that made sense. Just the following story with the whole mayor bull—that was
0: bullshit. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but yeah I mean, like Jack yeah. always comes back from that. Every head writer brings Jack back,
3: and and, the- and, and that and that's my self. Well, James E. Riley, huh?
0: well, Jack, yeah. he
3: brought, he, brought, he brought Jack back once and said, "That's all right." Ass, but huh? yeah,
2: um
0: He said, And and
2: and and
3: not only just regular soap tropes but Days has certain tropes that should have died 20 years ago. You can reinvent <laughs> a baby switch, which they have not. You can reinvent <laughs> a Back from the Dead, you can reinvent all this, but it's just certain little soap tropes that they need to just never do again. Let it go. Never do it again. Cause they're they're the worst at it, and it's just like, like you said, Robert, get,
2: summer twenty twenty four can't come fast enough. Cause I, mm, mm, mm-mm. <sighs> we'll
3: we'll see we'll see a little bit of a change. I will say around March, we'll see a little bit of a change. Cause I'm pretty sure when Alba was fired back in August. Janet came and, and did some type of tweak, so it ain't gonna be full thought. Of, but I think we're gonna see some little tiny positive changes around at least St. Patrick's Day. We holding out for a hero like a motherfucker. Shit,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though.
0: Oh goodness. Well, let's move on over to the bold and the beautiful. Um, some. Ex- <laughs> Who's there? Uh, coming from TV Insider, this is a direct quote: "Just how sick is Eric Forrester on The Bold and the Beautiful? The patriarch's been coughing up blood and has a serious mystery illness, according to Dr. Colin Colby. Could that be what's prompting two of his children, daughter Bridget and firstborn son Thorne, to come back to Los Angeles? According to a B and B rep, the two Forrester children are back in town because of their dad." Who just might be going to that great soap opera in the sky? Watch for the Forrester family to come together to support the beloved patriarch. Um, uh, Windsor will return, excuse me, return on Tuesday, December 5th, and Ashley Jones follows right behind him as Bridget on Wednesday, December 6th. So, Candace, let's go to you. What are you making of finally we get some other Forresters back?
1: I mean, no offense to Windsor and to Ash. Hey, y'all. But Eric has other kids. And I get it because I'm looking at the timeline. It's probably around, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays. But I really do need, if this is the swan song for Eric Forster, I need all his kids present. With that being said, um, Bridget should have already been included in the storyline because, quote unquote, she's been in L.A. and she's a doctor. Okay, I want to see what happens, the dynamic. I want to know if they found off off screen about Eric or will they find out doing. And to me that I would rather see that reaction on screen versus off screen. With this storyline. I'm going to say this. Because I think we all have talked about it. It wasn't everybody's favorite story, okay? Because again, Eric has a mental, not a mental, a medical trauma and medical issue. We just did this. However,
2: something's changed.
1: I'm, 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 I'm curious. I'm like. They're playing all the beats of this is Eric's last, you know, hurrah, which for us who've watched the show since day one, this, if they get, <laughs> I'm just going to say, if they kill Eric off, it's going to be the shock for, for me because it's, again, we've watched it. John McCook wanted me to tell y'all he's coming for an Emmy next year because of his performance. I will also say that if this is his swan song, song and if this is because John McCook wants to retire, I can't be mad at it. Can't be mad at it cuz again, the storyline is is real. Sometimes and sometimes in life we can't hold on to everybody as much as we want to. You can't. And yeah, even though like when he's when he was coughing up blood and stuff, and and Casey knows this, I I said this is actually a real illness. This is actually a real a real illness. And so I don't know. I I like I said I had mixed emotions about the storyline, but I will say acting-wise, it's been really good. So I don't go.
0: Well, while Candace sits over there with a black veil over her face and a tissue in hand... I want the money! Go- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to <laughs> uh, Alan. So, Alan, do uh, Bridget and Thorne do it for you? Or were you holding out hope for everybody to come back? Even Angela?
4: Well, they at least brought back Felicia and Kirsten. And is Zendy gonna have any moments with Eric? Because they act like RJ's his only fucking grandson. I know the show kinda of treats Zende badly. I know they don't have a great actor in D but Jesus Christ, they treat Zende like he's just a black guy who hangs around, not a family member. It's pathetic.
2: Okay, I didn't know if you had anything else to say, sorry. <laughs> I was waiting. Um well, no, yeah, I I do have something
3: else
4: to say. Hey
2: baby. Oh. Now
4: oh, I have something to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, felt like, you, I, felt, that I felt like I felt as though I was on a reality show just now. Like,
0: what the heck? <laughs> heck? Look. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right.
1: Well, Eric does die.
4: is a true death knell. Of the character was fucking the Mandingo storyline, as Chaz calls it. Because that storyline ruined him for the show, and it's time for Eric to die. You need to do it up real big. Bring all the kids back. Kirsten, Felicia, Eric. I mean, Rick. Maybe bring back Maya if, if they can get an actual split role. Because it'd be weird if Eric dies and he's got all the freaking great grandkids around and grandkids and all that. And Rocco. You know, Rocco, sore ass, Rocco should be like 20 now. So, <sighs> anyway,
2: yeah.
0: Are you saying you want Eric to die? Or are you saying if he dies?
4: He should die. He needs to die.
0: Oh, I don't get in the coffin, bitch. But <laughs> That's just because you're over 53. Um, but it's like, I don't think he should die in all seriousness. Because we say that story ruined him. But how many storylines have we said that about Victor Newman? You know what I mean? It's like Victor brought a Peruvian drug lord to town that looked just like Jack Abbott and then caught off his ear so everybody could tell the difference.
4: Well, Vic- ladies are still wet about Victor. They're they wet the same way about Air Force or Victor Newman.
0: I know, but if we're saying this story ruined this patriarch, then we got a, you know equal opportunity. Well, Victor
4: Newman has been more relevant in the past 20 years of Air Force or point-blank period.
2: Okay. Uh, he's all well,
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just and saying he told you that he's right. We got to go tit the tap though. I mean,
5: you know he's right, baby. I I know that's right, okay?
0: I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you're going to say this ruined that person then uh, well, and honestly, okay. Being for real. Hasn't every character on *The Bold and the Beautiful* been ruined? I mean, Ridge raped Brooke, but you know they're the hottest thing to Bradley Bell after thirty-six years. They're getting married again, so oh well. Oh, God. I mean, mm. oh, yeah. know, it is what it is. It's just <laughs> I, I have a diff- I have a different take on this storyline. Um, mm. Be on the show. But Rodrigo, go ahead. I'll let you go and then Tiggs, you jump into. Rodrigo, what do you think of Windsor and Ashley being back? And should have been Clayton Orcross and Jennifer Finnegan, but go ahead.
5: Well, we asked for more Forrests to come back and they brought more Forrests. So okay. They brought them back. A couple of them. That's fine. That's a good start. You know, I always wanted Windsor back as Thorn because mm -mm, them other Thorns were not it and he actually just kept him.
1: Rodrigo, what are you talking about? There was no other writ um of a thorn at right. Windsor. I don't what are you talking okay. about? Well, we, don't, okay. we, don't,
5: we don't acknowledge that. Yes. That's we right. don't know we don't know him. We don't know. we don't acknowledge. We don't acknowledge. Uh, <clears throat> uh Ashley Jones, she's never been my favorite Bridget, but okay, I'll take Bridget. She's she she can act. At least she can act and you know she, she She's needed in this. Maybe they'll bring back Felicia and Kristen later down the line. We don't know, Rick. That'd be great. Um, but we'll see. But at the same time, this Eric storyline, it's god awful. I'm sorry. It's bad. Um, it's 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 not working for me. It's doesn't it doesn't ring true to me. Jennifer Garris uh, uh, what's her name? Um, honey bill girl. What's her her name? Uh, Donna. Miss Donna. Miss Donna. Donna, Girl, you have a black son and a black ex-husband and this is how you deal with medical emergencies. You just, he's coughing up blood. That motherfucker would have been in the hospital so goddamn fast. Like, what are we doing? Like, why is he at the hospital? We just have to start to making these house calls talking about what he got. And like it's it's not and now like this little competition he had with Bridge. I told you that fashion show was a fashion show with no fashions. It was horrible. That was bad with Marie Osby, all that dumb shit. And now we go into this mess that Bridge is gonna say, Oh, you won because you dying. Okay, um cute. Now Eric is in the office talking about this is my office. And ain't come to my office. I'm like, okay, but you're dying. So who gives a fuck if you're in his office or not? Like, who cares? Um, nothing is making any sense in this storyline. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. If this is John McCook's farewell, this is horrible. This is a horrible farewell to do to this man who's been on this show since day one. Like, It's, no, I I hope he has signed another contract because this is not the way to go. This is not the way to go. They they need to end this, whatever the fuck this shit is, or what this is a false, he had a false test and he's not really dying. You end this and you just move it along because this is not it. I'm sorry. It's bad. It's really bad. Along with every other storyline on The Bold and Beautiful, it's bad.
0: Yeah. Well, Tix, do you uh, want to piggyback off of Rodrigo there, or do you have a different take on it?
3: Well, there is a bad storyline, It's a view. But, unlike um, Alan's ass, I've always said, no, Eric Forrester, one of the last patriarchs we have. He's been there since day one, unless John the Cook wants to retire in real life like Susan Flannery did. Or oh, he goes in real life, knock on will, God forbid. Eric Forrest needs to stay right motherfucking there. Period. I don't think Eric's dying. I think, Brad don't even know what the fuck's going on. He just like, oh, okay, let me give John something to do. That's all. Um, Like, John's not even 80 yet. So, like, no, Eric can stay.
2: Until he's called upon the Lord in real life. I don't give a damn. Uh, I'm pretty sure Brad don't even know what's wrong with this man. He don't know. He
3: probably got explosive diarrhea, And it's just like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Because uh, it's just so stupid for them to have all this money. And after everything that happened with Stephanie. Eric, why? Like, why? Like and like you said, where are we go, Don. Bitch, why will why didn't you have him go to the hospital if he coughing enough blood and shit? Like, and then, and then that is when you bring back all of his children to gang up on his motherfucking ass. And when it comes to, yes, I I uh, He ain't as problematic as Ingo, so I guess, because I did like of Hart. So I guess, I guess we can bring back, you know, that's the thorn I started with when I started watching in 98. And Ashley Jones, I like Ashley Jones. She's just, she's not my Bridget Forrest. She never has been. She never will be. Just like that damn Tracy Choir, and Chris. And I don't give a damn fuck that. I don't want to see no damn Leslie K back. at Sleesh. You bring back Colleen Dion or you get fucking Julie Pence.
0: But um Well get Julie Pence because Colleen been retired for twenty three years. She ain't doing that shit. She lives somewhere out in the mountains off the grid. Julie Pence. You know oh, there you
3: there you go. Oh and shout out Happy Birthday, Julie today. Her birthday. But yeah, um
2: Okay Thanks.
3: Well well I well you know, i my birthday is on the 9th, so she's a Scorpio and I love her, so We got to track her down for an interview, because I
0: want one. But, yeah. um, So what are you on the
2: Shut the fuck up, Casey. I'm getting to that.
0: Give me a break.
2: But
3: (laughs) (laughs) they should have it as Sheila's been poisoning. That's what I To get back at Steffi. Because, Mm -hmm. like, that that, that would be a great twist. Because, like, if Sheila's going to be on this campus, let Sheila be Sheila. I want to see her poisoning bitches. I want to see her stealing babies. I want to see her sick and Doberman's on people.
2: She, I like, see the, him the
3: way Steffi Steph- gonna, Steph- gonna pop her this week, I want her to be Mm-mm. like, you little
5: bitch? Mm-mm. Oh, you,
3: want, you wanna hit me, bitch? You wanna if hit this is, me?
5: If, there doesn't, I, if this I, doesn't activate I, Sheila Carter, the OG Yeah, exactly, that's my whole, whole thing. I
3: want, her, I want her to lure Steffi to that big bear cabin. I want her to be stuck in a, in a 19-hour surgery. And Stephanie don't know, and and he texts her, and he leave a voicemail for her. She'll hacks into that motherfucker phone, delete all that bullshit, and I want her to lure her to that damn Big Bear cabin, and I want it to be motherfucking on. And she'll just be like, you know what? I should have aimed for your motherfucking head the last time I shot you, because, bitch, I'm tired of you. I'm going to be with my son. I'm going to be with my grandson. And if you got to get eliminated, bitch, that's what the fuck's going to happen. Like, if Sheila's gonna be around, let Sheila be motherfucking Sheila.
0: She just can't ever interact with Lauren Finmore, I guess. Mm. Mm. That irks my fucking soul.
2: That <sighs> has to be a PBS thing. It has to be. I don't think
0: what it has to be it must
3: a be. Minute. It has to be like Margot Wayne. Because I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not understanding. I'm just not, like, that's the motherfucking money shot. Y'all could have did a huge crossover event that would have brought at least 500,000 viewers back to both shows. What the fuck are y'all doing?
5: And no one behind the scenes said anything about it. They didn't say a peep. They did. Fans were outraged. No one gave a Because the type
3: of bitch I am, I would have had Sheila and Lauren, they would have had a final showdown on a fucking avocado farm. God damn it, I'm going to see I, if I'm gonna
2: do it, I'm gonna do it.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of the young and the restless, let's head over there because there was a <clears throat> lovely week of celebration for the one and only Laura Lee Bell. Of course, Laura Lee's parents, William J. Bell and Lee Philip Bell, created the show, and she has been with the show now for 40 years. Her 40th anniversary took place in the summer, um, but for some reasons it could have been availability or anything. Uh, The episode celebrating that milestone could not air until this past week. So, Alan, let's go to you. What did you think of a celebration of 40 years of cricket? I don't
4: care about a like that. It was nice to have an episode that wasn't about Someone's job title or Victor, picking and the illness. I also like to have like, touch on Christine didn't have any children. And I think that's one of the reasons why, frankly, Christine hasn't been a, like, a huge character for like, the past 20 years, but she didn't have any kids. And that is, that's very important for characters as they like age to have a character, a child on the campus, so they can be more relevant. If you don't have a child on the campus, it kind of hurts you. Your chances of like sticking around and being relevant. We've seen, like, seen this with like, characters like Ray from Days of Our Lives. He doesn't have any kids. He's been on since like, 2008. And he's, he's still kind trying of, to keep him around because he can't go his wife likes him, but Ray could leave tomorrow. It wouldn't matter. So that's why I think it's important for if you want a character to last, they have to have kids. I know it's, some people don't want kids in their life, but frankly, for soaps, it's important to have a kid on him.
2: Mm-hmm. it is
0: i mean because it's like the whole generational aspect of soap opera um even though i will say i did enjoy that story that chuck pratt did um and i really think laura lee should have won that emmy that year she was nominated uh for when she lost her baby um but oh well you know uh pandas what about you i know some like very old school fans were upset that a lot of Cricket's history was left out um, in the anniversary episode. So, Candace, what were your thoughts?
1: Okay, let me just say this right now. That was by far the best episode of the week for me. It played, okay, I think people are not understanding what was really going on. It was the fact that Cricket was at a crossroad as she was looking back and looking forward in her life. Right now, Danny Romilotti, the second, the second, well, I'm going to just say it. One of her true loves. I'm going to be, okay, see how I did that, okay, is back into the picture. I love the fact that they showed the audience, who may not have known this, that before Paul and Cricket, Danny and Cricket was supposed to be Endgame. I like that they showed what they were able to show because here's the thing. I know there was a lot of stuff that was out. I, I get that. But hindsight, yeah, we got the cliff notes, okay? So, you know, if you want to take a look at Cricket's history, feel free to go on YouTube or, the, or um Younger The Russell's channel. I don't know. Why does not Younger The Hey, Sony, why don't y'all let Younger The Russell's have their own YouTube channel like uh, Bold and Beautiful does? I'm just asking for a friend, um, mainly me. I'm just asking i just, I'm just, I was always curious about it. Because, Candace, it's too many I, cooks in the goddamn kitchen. I know. I, I was trying to be, I was trying to be nice about because I wanted to say something else, but I forgot that, you know, I'm being nice this week. It's because, you know, it's kindness week. So, but, no, you know. no,
3: but it's still stupid, because it's like, okay, Gold has their own YouTube channel because Bradville owns Owns shit. it. And it's like, why the fuck won't ABC give us a general hospital channel?
1: Well, Y'all you already only- know the reason for that. Now, co- now we know the reason why General Hospital sometimes forgets that their YouTube page, which is like they, are they still charging people on YouTube?
3: They probably is. Mickey Mouse made his ass for it.
1: No, even before Mickey. Before, hey, Mickey, you so fine. They were still doing, what was it, $2.99? And then you had abc.go.com, Whatever.
3: Well, well that, Disney, you, Disney didn't own them since 1995.
1: Can I, I know, but I, well, sometimes I forget. Okay. But they still had abc.go.com.
3: Oh, yeah, I remember that shit back and then.
1: And Hulu. And Hulu. Let's not even talk about that.
3: that. Them motherfuckers can't even post today's episode on time, let alone any type of archive content.
1: They took it down one day. When it was preempted on ABC and they took down the same day episode, cause you know what? I need something that back. Okay, back to back to what show we're talking about? Young and the Russells. Okay, I was fine with it. I like the fact that it also showcased Phyllis. Phyllis has caused so much in Cricket's life. Like, I love that they actually showed it. Now I know somebody said Candace. They didn't show when cricket got hit. <sighs> that would be in Phyllis's standalone episode and not cricket. I was, you know what? I was fine with it. Look, I, I know with Young and the Rustlers, we all ask for a lot because we expect the Young and Rustlers to give us a lot. But in this situation, I was fine with it. I was fine that, you know, we had Nina come back and saying, you know what, girl, I'm here for you because we're ride or die. We're together. I like Lauren. I like the fact that I actually really did enjoy it. I even enjoyed the phone. Sorry, I'm a Danny and Cricket fan if you can't tell. When they were holding hands and they're playing piano. And you see that, Did y'all see that look? Did y'all see that look? Okay, sorry. But I was fine with it. It's just now I wonder if they do become a thing, will it still be the same? And see, that's another thing. You don't know you don't know where life takes you. So I was fine with this episode. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, Candace, we kind of always stand shoulder to shoulder as huge cricket fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I love cricket to death. I love my Danny.
1: David Joe Michael. David, they mm-hmm. play. Like, see, this is the thing. You don't need. <clears throat> I think for me as a who's it's funny because I'm like this. Wait a minute, I remember this episode. I remember this episode. Oh my God, I remember this one. So that tells me that I'm getting, you know, better, better looking with age. Um <laughs> sorry. But I'm thinking about it and I'm just like, okay, we've really come along like we started with team with team model cricket to lawyer cricket. DA, you know, she wanted to be a she wanted to be a mom. She wanted that love. You know, her and dating was supposed to be end game, and then she cheated. Let me clarify that she cheated on dating because of Phyllis. Like, I, I just—it—it it was when I sat back and I was thinking, I was like, Yo, Phyllis really did screw. I don't want to say screw, but she really did put Cricket into a. Okay, you got two lanes going. To go into. which lane are you going to go in? And which one you not going in, and and that's why I was like, okay. And then with Phyllis, Phyllis, girl, ugh, only Michelle staff can do this. She was like, yeah, I'm trying to be nice to, to her. I'm gonna set you up on a date on a dating website, and I'm like, on a dating like giving date dating rights. I love the fact too that um, they you know I, I mean okay. To the Paul and cricket fans out there. They showed some, you know, and you know, allegedly Paul and her, like he stopped loving her, right? Here's the here's the here's the story. <clears throat> not all your couples are going to be end game. And not all your couples are going to, are gonna have that, oh, we're together forever. I mean, it's pretty much the same what I just said about end game. Your favorite couple can fall out of love real quick and I think this obviously behind the scenes played a part because what were they supposed to do and I constantly say this all the time do I wish that Doug they asked Doug to come back to finish out the storyline to be honest yes because I and I did not want to recast I wanted the OG because I would feel more connected, but since we don't have the OG, what was they supposed to do? So I'm fine with this. I thought it was a great episode, and yeah, congratulations, Lauralee, 40 years, baby.
0: Yeah, um, again, Candace Ayako, everything you said. Like I was mentioning, I'm a huge cricket fan. Um, I've always loved Lauralee Bell, um, and I love Danny and Cricket, Paul and Cricket. Um, the Phyllis and cricket rivalry. Um, and I'm happy that we were finally able to sit down and celebrate 40 years of Laura Lee Bell because that is a huge feat. You know, 40 years, um, off and on as the same character and she keeps coming back home just when we need her most. Uh, she's a fantastic actress and she's one of those actresses that You know, she understands that she was coming to do a job on a show that her parents created, but she didn't just have a free ride. Dad was like, you still have to go to school. You have to finish college. I watched an interview with her one time where she was like, I had 65 pages of dialogue and I had to go to a college class like she was worked and she was worked fairly and she did her best. She got her degree Laura Lee I think is just amazing and I'm so happy that she finally got her flowers in these anniversary episodes the show does Um, and like Candace also said which I totally agree with uh, best episode of the week because like Alan said too, it wasn't about business it was something different it was soap opera it was great acting like that's that's nice it was good to take. A break from what Alan calls it, LinkedIn the series. Um, but, Tiggs, let's go to you. what did you think of 40 years of cricket?
3: I have not watched the episode yet, but I am. What I will say, I love me some cricket, bland team, model. And I don't give a goddamn. Who don't like? It? I've always loved Christine. I was more of a Paul and Cricket fan than a Danny and Cricket fan. Mm. I mean, I want them together now. But back when I was a kid, I liked him Paul. But um, yeah, like I'm so happy Laura Bell got her flowers. And of course, it was the best episode of the week. Josh Griffin didn't have to do anything. Episodes like that write themselves. Like when you have an episode, and my whole thing is That's what he could have been doing during this writer's strike. You could have taken episodes where you had about maybe four or five characters for the episode, or maybe even two or three. And it doesn't have to be an anniversary episode, a special episode. You could have just had an episode where, a couple of episodes where, you know, characters are just going over their history in flashbacks. They could have had a situation where, you know, Cricket and Phyllis got trapped together in the elevator. They could have had a, a, a situation where, or, or that could have been Manny in jail. You know, they 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 could have done so many things. Like, in, especially in order to prepare Nate and Devon's relationship. Get them in a position where they got to work together. Because at this point, I'm so sick of that bullshit with them. So it's just like, you know, sh- stuff like that. Since y'all so worried about the visit. Do stuff like that. And give us some real flashback besides some shit that happened two days ago.
0: I mean, hell, you know, takes, I think that's a great idea because you look at what's about to come up, which is Chance being shot again. Uh, use that. You know, have Abby show up at the hospital because that's her baby daddy and ex husband, and she and Summer get to talking about all that happened with Austin. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like, there, like, like, that's why I said there are so many creative ways that they can, like, call themselves saving this damn budget that they don't never fucking do. Never, ever, ever. Because, mm. mm. yeah, Summer and Abby could have brought up Austin. They could have brought up being Newman's. Like, it is so many things they could have done that they didn't. Like, that would save money. They could have they had a hospital set, even for just that one episode. And they could have just been, you know, the both of them just together.
4: This is like very, like, inside the light of guiding light. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, it could have been that. And they could have had flashbacks of Abby apologizing. You didn't have to show Hunter King. You could have showed Abby just apologizing to something or trying well, to make things might- right with something. Like, because I never understood why they never wanted to do, like, you know, um, one sided flashbacks if there's a recast. Or it didn't even have to be on no flashback. It could have been just summer thinking about what Abby said to her around that time.
2: Yeah. That like, costs nothing. It's a
3: soundbite. Like, come on. Like, that, that 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 and it's shit like that. Be creative. Because hell, we understand when you gotta be creative with a budget. We ain't got no money. We live this life every motherfucking day where we gotta be creative with a fucking budget. Why the fuck y'all can't be and y'all got some type of money? You motherfuckers ain't destitute. And
0: that's what killed me about these shows. If they was if y'all was there, broke y'all wouldn't be on air. Mm-hmm. kiss my and like, ass. You, like you, Tiggs and I had a whole conversation about the budget of being in the restless one day. I said to you, Tiggs, I was like, they could have spent a whole entire week in that hospital. And you could have built back the full hospital set, which is clearly in storage somewhere. And we could have had the full lobby back and you could have built the waiting room. And that's all you needed. And you could have done a whole week with, you know, budget for 10 characters the whole week. There you go. That's how you save money. It's like, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. And you can still get soap opera out of it. It's not hard at all. Right. Uh, Rodrigo, what were your thoughts, though?
5: Well, what I did love about the episode is... It showcase why Cricket Blair is the last of the soap heroine in daytime. They showcase what this episode for me was about was Cricket is going through her breakup with Paul and the love of her life. Danny Romolotti, who is the love of her life. I didn't care about no Paul. I am the Lone Ranger in here. I didn't give a fuck about Paul. Paul. They showed that clip where Paul made Cricket feel so guilty about not wanting no children when his ass couldn't even take care of his own two kids. So I didn't even care for that. And Danny, if it wasn't for fucking Phyllis and her meddling and her scheming and plot and being a psychopath and whatnot, Danny and Cricket would be together. And also Michael Damien and his concerts, Danny and Christine would be together today. And... They showcased in those those flashbacks. I'm so glad they, they did those, no black and white. Thank you, Jesus. It was in color and you can see in this original format what it was supposed to be intended to be seen and just the chemistry between Michael Damian and Laura Lee Bell, oh my God. I am a Danny and Cricket fan. I don't hide it. I love them together. They are each other's first loves. They are what made each other popular on this show. It's their story, and I want to see them back together. I don't know why Danny's why Phyllis is sniffing around Danny. I don't like that angle right there. I need Danny to make us put a stop to it. I love how Christine is still anti-Phyllis. She is still on that neck. She is Cardi B. Once we have beef, we have beef forever, and that is Christine's attitude with Phyllis, and I love that. I love that that Nina is ride or die for Christine when it comes to fellas Nina still's like fuck that bitch. You go for your man. Don't let that bitch get in your way and you go for Danny if you want him. And that's how that's a best friend right there. That is a ride or die. And I love the friendship between Christine and and then Nina. They talked about their friendship. I love that angle of the anniversary. They just hit on everything on that episode like I Look the bullshit that I've been seeing on this show about business, 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 bullshit, business—they need to—they need to submit this episode for next year's Emmy, in my opinion, because this hit all the right marks. For me. it hit all the right marks. It hit what you want to see for an anniversary show. This is the this is a great tribute to Laura Lee Bell. I know she gets, she has gotten all this, you know, she's gotten flack in the past for being the nepo baby that got. Lucky on a soap opera, but she had to, like Casey said, she had to work for this to be on this show. Her daddy made her work. She had to go to college. She had to do what she needed to do that, that to work, that this is a job at the same time, at the, at the end of the day. I worked and went to college too. That's what Laura Lee Bell had to do on this show is work and go to college. Okay,
3: I work and, with, I'm so, working and go to college too. In case you have and to
5: work. Her daddy was not going to just give Hander the kingdom. She had to work for the kingdom. And she worked for the kingdom. And she stayed on the show for 40 years and sustained and became popular on this show in her own right because there are Cricket Blair fans. There are Danny Cricket fans. There are Paul Cricket fans. And she is like, you look at her face and you're like the black folks the black the black households know who fucking cricket blair is that's cricket that's Christine that Danny (laughs) you know what I mean like they know her face you know what I mean and she has made an impact on this show and I just congratulate her and she is willing to come back. She's not one of those that like I don't want to come back to the show because I have money and I you know I have an inheritance and whatnot. No. I work for mine. I have a lifetime movies and shit. I produce. I do my shit on the side. And I still can come back to the show and give it my all. And if they need me for a storyline, I will play it. And yes, Casey, she deserved that Emmy nomination for when one cricket lost that baby because of Nikki and um and um Neil. Neil. And, and I'm just like that they showed that clip and I was so heartbroken. That was should work. That was some good at work. It was
3: strong
5: Oh, it was some good at work. Chuck Brad, say what you want about that motherfucker, but Lee. Sometimes he did. He would sprinkle in. He in God, some God, car. He would sprinkle some character driven shit that you can like sink your teeth into and Lorelei Bell just went for it and like
0: and Chuck Pratt gave her her best material in 20 years I- I'm telling and you
5: like Chuck That's Pratt, true. Like, that that's why I said Chuck
3: Pratt ain't bad when he when you got a leash on and even though you know CBS and Sony restricted him a lot Chuck Pratt was still motherfucking Chuck Pratt unlike that bitch ass Josh where no who just clearing a paycheck
5: no, I enjoyed this episode. This was the best, like you guys said, the best episode of the week, bar none. Um, yes, they didn't show clips that you wanted to see, like Phyllis run her over and whatnot, but like Candace said, that's a Phyllis episode. You say that for a Phyllis, like uh, next year will be- Y'all yeah, um, say next year is
3: Michelle's first. Um, well,
5: Michelle Stafford's anniversary, her 30th anniversary is next year, so you know they're going to do that. So, like, just wait for that. But this was a blow Michelle is going to
3: carry.
5: Ooh. Oh, my god! Now, once she that, wants to... Just, yeah. just
3: have Phyllis in the room by herself for an hour and Michelle going to care.
5: That needs to be get put yeah, in the I like her. Yeah, Michelle, Stafford. if you want to go buck wild and ham and cheese sandwich and whatnot, go ahead on this. Do it, girl.
0: Do it. <laughs> no, no, for real. I ain't
5: going to be know, mad. Everything I
3: ain't going to be doing, mad either. Everything she's doing needs to lead up to Phyllis. Getting sent to Fairview, and then you just have our hour. Michelle Stafford in that motherfucking room with a straitjacket on. She just like, I can't believe this shit. This you is know not what? my motherfucking Part life. Of life. All I nah. wanted
5: was uh, a relative of Sasha's to come back and haunt or set Ph- Phyllis up because yeah, they have either never, Sasha, or they never they they left that which the great Bill Bell leaving like, that mystery it. of did Phyllis kill Sasha or not. And you didn't know if she did or not. And that was left hanging. Like, I would love to see some, that revisited back again. And, and you know, see, and that's something, if they
3: wanted if they wanted a cop character to be on the canvas, ju- just call on Jeff
5: Branson. Bring
3: him back Brown. Him and Phyllis were hot.
0: He's back to investigate her.
3: Like, Like, just like Way back mm-hmm.
0: So yes, she needs to go to Fairview Have a psychotic mental breakdown Like the episode leading up to it She gets sedated And then the whole hour Is Tim Reed coming back as a ghost To be her psychiatrist And torture her with all her past shit Ooh, I would love it And right. you know all back and, there, then Sa- right?
3: and, and then Sasha Green comes in dressed up as a nurse.
0: Yeah. This is your judgment day, Phyllis, and your therapist is Tim Reed. Work it out.
3: And then you have Sasha come in dressed as a nurse. Oh, Miss Miss Summers, I'm here for your medication.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: Phyllis like, bitch, you're not going to touch me?
0: And, you know, Michelle Stafford, no, no. You know, she's going to be all up in that. But you know what? I'm more interested to see also the 30th anniversaries of Sharon Case and Joshua Morrow, so I'm interested in that. That needs
3: to be celebrated with a motherfucking wedding.
0: With a remake of her original dress. Preach it,
5: preach Yes, I forgot about that 30th. Yes, in yes, it, yes, it, yes it, Do do it. If they, if do they it.
1: don't do a wedding, I will take a proposal. I will take a montage and then him proposing too, to her at the end. Okay, I'm getting emotional okay, right now. Because, it, because it's time. No, it's
3: it's so, time. Yeah. yeah. We tired of Nick and Sharon fucking 30 year olds. It's time. It's time. I don't give a fuck what Josh Romero allegedly be having to say.
5: I don't give a fuck. I don't want to see Sharon in a triangle with Nick started. That's stupid. You're That's right. so That's stupid. A, it's
1: what, the same it's the same thing as Abby. It's like, why are you doing yeah, this to I, Sharon?
3: Candace, get out of my fucking head. I said the same thing to Katie the other day. I'm like, this ain't no different than her going at it with Abby over fucking Scott. Right. It's the same fucking and thing.
1: And the and the whole Adam and Nick and Sally thing, okay, y'all all know how I feel about it. This that's stupid too. Like, why are we doing this to Nick and Sharon? I don't understand.
0: <sighs> I don't get it either, Ken. I don't get it either. I'm right there with you, girl. Now
1: I got my blood pressure up because of uh, Adam, Nick, and Sally, and Sharon. And, and it
5: chance. Is, it Ugh. is the perfect time to put Nick and Sharon back together. Like this Give me a Christmas miracle, please. No other perfect time to put those two back together. Josh Ramara and Sharon Case still have it when they're in scenes together. It feels right when they're together, and they the show knows it. It's time to put them together and c- cut the bullshit yeah. with this, this other. It's the only time you
3: know, I can tolerate this.
5: ...leaving with these other thirty year olds, <laughs> and just cut the shit out. And let them be, and let them get their own storyline. Bring Noah back, and this, let's let's get it going. Like they have a they have a family drama with Cassie and Tessa. Nobody cares about that baby in the hearing aid, and no one, you know, it's like no, like it's not even playing. Did you, say, t- Cassie? Know, not, Did you Cassie? say Cassie? Did you say Cassie? Mariah. Oh. I'm sorry. Ah! But, but oh, no, Lord. that's
3: the
5: point, where People do care about Mariah and Tessa. This network just don't want to show that. You. you know, they ain't showing it. They ain't playing it like that. It should be. It's it's playing like ABC. Well, like the that like the whole adoption and, and the baby like getting ridiculous. sick. That like the whole adoption and the baby getting sick, that's a whole two-year storyline that could have played yeah. out on screen. Like they, they didn't even play this baby on screen. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to care that the baby got an implant and you he can hear it. I'm like, okay. Um, congratulations. Like, where's the story? Like, you didn't care about Okay, that. why are we gonna say congratulations? <laughs> you just spliced, you just you just spliced us in to like show that. Oh, we just showed Tessa and, Mar- and Mariah. See, see, well, they- here you here, here. Damn, here.
0: I tell you, you they know, show them her? every six to eight weeks. Tessa sings, they fuck, and oh, something happens this with sing- their baby.
5: That whole singing shit, I was like, oh my god, like, oh. Why? like that was like it just ruined the moment. I was like, "This is, this is." This
0: I'm kind of over she, it because
5: honestly, she got a nice voice and everything. But I was like, "No, like this mm, is,
0: yeah." That baby didn't have to hear they, that. They, they, they messed, Well, Rodrigo, they,
1: that's the problem. The baby can't hear. Jesus. <laughs> that I know they that messed, baby messed up that storyline. Yeah. They messed up that storyline to the point where, I mean, they really could because the mystery was who was the, you know, the parents of this baby. Was this, was these parents somebody that we knew? Was it going to be some drama regarding it? And it fell flat. Okay, then you go ahead and you do a mm, different, mm, a different take on a storyline about Devon, like when Devon had to get the implant. But instead of having, having this baby be a teenager, you have it as a baby again, I was kind of invested, but w- what happened? W- what happened? to Everybody said, yes, they was on every six to eight weeks. It's like everything happened off screen and not on screen. It's ugh. Okay, Josh, starting to be like Dan and Chris now.
0: Starting to remind me of when Maria Bell would have Winters Wednesdays.
1: Hey, <laughs> You know what? I was would- yeah, i gonna be honest with you. I'll take that back and then over some stuff that Josh does.
0: Mariah Tuesdays, I guess. <sighs> but anyway, let's head into our final topic of the night. Let's talk about primetime television overall, because uh, okay. there's a lot going on there as the sag after strike continues. So this comes straight from Deadline Hollywood. Quote, as weeks went by with sag after and the studios talking but no deal, the goalpost started moving again as it had done in July, August, and September, a period when network series would typically be in production but remained idle due to the double strike. Nothing is set in stone, but 10 episodes has emerged as a threshold, a quote, sweet spot, as one agent put it, for season length during the strikes impacted 2023 through 24 season. A shorter order is not considered very feasible, given the expenses involved in getting production up and running and then winding it down, making episodes more expensive when the overall cost is amortized across this season. I hear ABC's Grey's Anatomy is among the top series that, for the moment, are planning to produce a 10-episode season. CBS's CSI Vegas is another series that is looking at a 10-episode season. The Wolf Entertainment dramas, including the One Chicago and Law and Order franchises on NBC and the FBI trio for CBS, are currently positioned to deliver 13 episodes, I hear. Most other returning series fall into the 10 to 13 episode target range. So, Alan, let's go to you first. Um, what do you think of Networks still scrambling to save television season uh, for this year? But they don't want to end the strikes themselves
4: well it's strike might end because they've it looks like they're supported that they've come to rework the ai language in the contract so hopefully it'll be resolved and we can get their shortened season it makes sense that they'd have to do 10 to 13 episodes because this these is probably going to premiere what february or march so that le- only leaves only a few months for the regular season left. Unless you're going to have shows roll over into summer, which they probably aren't. So 10, 30 episodes makes sense. But I don't really like short seasons for most shows. Because I know, I can remember back in the days when shows started out with 22 episodes and maybe even more. Like the first season of OC had 27 episodes. And it was so good. So that probably ended up hurting the show because like they shotler their wad on that one season and season two sucked. Anyway, yeah. You, you, I know modern artists don't like a big episode count, but you lose a lot in not having all those episodes because if you get Christmas episodes and Valentine's Day episodes and episodes where we are burying a time capsule or going to Vegas. You get all these character moments you don't get in like a 10 episode season. I'm interested in how that's going to roll out on Cincinnati because this is the shortest season fucking ever.
0: Yeah, it's the shortest season since their first one, when they were just a mid-season replacement. You know, they did nine, and that was it. They were a mid-season replacement, but then they came back for season two and did 27 back when we still had those very large episode counts um but rodrigo let's go to you take a show for gray's anatomy for example it's done 20 episodes a year since covid um ncsi usually does about the same so rodrigo do you think these network dramas should just scrap it and wait until 2024 to return
5: Well, I mean, if they want to, like, save what they can, go ahead. But I don't mind them just starting from scratch when everything is set in stone. Let the writers take their time and write these episodes and not rush to give a product. One thing I hate is a rush, some rush shit. I can tell if the show is rushed or not. Let it take its time. Look. I'm biding my time. I'm watching these reality, reality shows. I'm watching like a lot of documentaries. I'm watching like old TV shows. Like There's so much to choose to like, take your time away that there's no new episodes, that by the time they come back and fresh in the fall, or they can come back in the summertime even, and start fresh in the summer with episodes, I can wait till then. Goddamn, we have to wait till days to get good in the summer. Like, why not for the primetime show? So, like, I'd rather just wait until they're good and rush for, like, media- mediocre shit. So, yeah, that's my own take on that. I mean, it's, it's, I still stand with the actors. They still deserve what they need to get as long as they need to do it. And I can wait it out until they get what they want. And the writers in the meantime, they're writing and even though they can't film anything, at least they'll have a, they'll have it ready by the time the actors get you know, get what they need. So
0: So Candace, let's go to you. The deadline article continues to mention um, that some networks want some of their shows possibly on by mid February after the Super Bowl. So, Candace, what do you think of that? And also early March is in consideration, but do you think this is all too quick and they need it's to too, pump? The-
1: it's too it's too it's too quick. I rather have a good product than rushing it and giving me half half done. Um <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about this you know, they said a ten it was they was the ten episode count and you know, show you know, streaming networks like Amazon and Netflix, they do have ten episode counts of certain shows. But when it comes down to like the greatest Anatomy, which I do not watch, but I know some people who are obsessed with that show, I'm not gonna say nobody's names. But they know who they are. Um, and also like you know, the law and order. I I can't imagine ten episodes, I can't imagine twelve episodes a, a full a full season is what I'm used to, so I I want them to take them their time with it and get it right instead of okay boom and it's like okay what the heck is this? I still support that, you know SAG Efron, um so yeah I'm 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 you know what just pause it and wait till the 2024 2025 season you know.
0: So Tiggs, the average uh, deadline pointed out that the average television series needs three to six weeks uh, to prep pre-production, and production for episodes. So with that being said, the network math, some people want to start in November uh, if the strike is over by next week. Uh, And some people say that if it's not, they'll start in December or January and start filming episodes then. But do you agree with Rodrigo and Candace here that they just need to wait and hang off?
3: Hell no. Because money-talking bullshit walks through the business, okay? They just start after the holidays. But... <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me.
2: Bless but, you. Uh,
3: thank you. But, no. Y'all have to remember that the writer's strike been over. And when you're a true writer, even during the strike, you had all these ideas going through your head things you wanted to do at your perspective shows
2: and stuff like that, them people know what they're doing. These people thought they know what they're doing.
3: And I think if you just get a little 10 episode season of popular shows, yeah, because y'all, these shows are pretty much almost like soap operas. Like They can't afford to stay going that long. They can't afford that. People's attention spans are shit. Like Abbott Elementary, Graven, they can't afford to be gone for another year. They can't afford that. Nope. They can't afford that. I don't mind a shortened season, but that's all that it needs to be. We need 22 episode seasons. Every TV show needs 10 fucking episodes. Everybody ain't that goddamn attention deficit. No. <laughs> Like hell, Melrose Place had a season where they had thirty-four fucking episodes. We'll never see that again. So y'all can do twenty-two. It ain't gonna kill you. Y'all got your in little a
4: normal season, TV season shows start filming in July and premiere in October, yeah. so three months turnaround. Right?
3: Yeah, and, and then they had their little winter finales and all that other bullshit. Yeah, that's They'll true. Be right. So it's just no the <laughs> I'm, show. I'm- must go on. If I gotta take my ass back to work with my broke ass, y'all got to too. Hurry up! Give a damn. You even take no motherfucker because they can't afford to, y'all. They cannot afford that, and that's what these studios don't understand. These networks and these truth, they can't afford that. They can't afford to just be like, oh fuck it, for a year. They can't afford that because reality TV is reality TV, but. That shit is going to the way of the dodo bird.
2: But at the same time, who
3: don't give a shit about reality TV no more. They want scripted drama. They want scripted comedy. They want scripted content. And that's what they're going to get. And that's what they deserve.
0: But at the same time, you know, they said fuck it for so long that they ended up right here. Um, It's like, you know, they, they want this. And I want it too. I miss Grey's Anatomy. I would love to be watching meredith gray right now but at the same time it's like the how dare the networks say oh we can start here we that strike is gonna end next week no the fuck it ain't because here you are saying to sag after once again this is our best last final offer, and you want to use dead actors um and their image likeness for CGI and AI. Fuck that. No, I say. And,
3: and, and that's why the, the government should step in. That should be fucking illegal. Like, what? I
0: totally agree. I could not. Are, agree.
3: are you serious? That should be fucking illegal. There should be no fucking way that you should be able to do that. There hmm? should be a congressman or something that should tell, like, the, like, the bitch ass Bob I. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Like, no. You're not going to use my likeliness and my children and my grandchildren don't get a motherfucking penny. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? It doesn't make any sense. And they're so greedy to the point where y'all have lost so much money. You're you're bleeding money
2: every day. Because you want to be selfish and greedy. That doesn't make any type of sense. You're
3: bleeding money because you're greedy and selfish. Make it make sense. Make it make fucking sense. Because when y'all finally do get to an agreement, because y'all will. It is taking a while, but y'all will. <laughs> y'all going to be so behind on shit, trying to catch up on shit. They're not looking at the bigger picture. They're thinking about right now. Yeah, they thinking about down the line, but no. Y- y'all not thinking about the bigger picture. Fuck exactly. down the line. Think about the bigger picture. You're bleeding money already right now. And then you're going to spend even more money getting the rest of these movies and shows and shit back up off the ground after the last twelve months. Make a fucking deal because we're all fucking tired. Make a deal. Everybody ain't going to get what they want, but God damn it. And take that bullshit AI shit off the table. Get over it. You did it with the writers. Do it with the actors.
0: Get over it. Period. <laughs> All right. Well, Alan, if our listeners want to know more about your awesome opinions or even read your column, which, by the way, tell them where they can find it at. But where can they also find you?
4: All right, Twitter, I'm and you can follow my column at ThePopper.com.
0: Wonderful. Rodrigo, where can our listeners find you? You can find me at Rodrigo's
5: World 81.
0: Very good. Tiggs. what about yourself?
3: The Ben Master Part two.
0: Sounds good. And then Candace, what about you? Where can they find you? Where can they also listen to your podcast, Soap Party 411?
1: You guys can listen to Soap Party 411 every Sunday night um, on TalkShoe.com. Also on streaming apps available such as Google, Apple, and apparently we're on YouTube Live. I did not know that. You also can find me on Twitter at CandyPoop and Instagram at CandyMac82 and also on the following podcast, the email, Everyday Women, Heritage and the award winning podcast drama series Forever and a Day. Back to you
0: very good you can find me on twitter as well underscore case 1999 you can also find our show over there at the chat underscore podcast and you can also find us on facebook at the chat show podcast and we'll see y'all next week toodaloo bye y'all